And Lord, we thank you that you are here with us and that you are going to do those things here. I just felt like that um, the Lord spoke to me last week and um, after Passover, and I really believe that we have crossed over into something new here. And I don't really know exactly what that is. It doesn't matter. I just know we've crossed over. So, and we're headed to Pentecost. And I'm telling you, that's a good thing. <laughs> so just, um, and if you haven't crossed over yet, there, it's not too late. You can still cross over into what the Lord has for you. So I just say welcome. I'm glad you all are here this morning. And um, I wanted just to share with you, I've always kind of been reluctant. I've just mentioned a couple of times, we'll be like, oh, be sure and come on Wednesday nights. And because um, I never have really talked, we've talked a little bit about we've done the family, and we're still kind of on the family mountain, and that's quite a mountain to take, isn't it? And, um, but we kind of are taking a slight right turn, it's a good right turn, and, um, but I was kind of reluctant about uh, talking too much about it, and then I realized what I talked about last week was why I was having trouble wanting to talk about it. Yeah. Isn't that fun when you get to practice what you preach? <laughs> yeah. Um, there is an adversary out there that wants to stop us. And sometimes we're not aware of how he wants to work. And we really got to experience that hands-on and uh, we had somebody over to the house and had dinner this week. And um, I have really been standing and believing for the Lord to heal my hand, just back up. You know, I had the break and all that jazz. And the doctors wanted to say that they need to do more surgery. And I don't want to do another surgery. And I'm trying to go through these other steps. Well, when we had then, so now we're back to dinner at my house. Well, this person, they was like, Oh, your hand. Oh, your hand. And whenever they said that, fear gripped my heart. <laughs> and everything and all my faith went right down the toilet. And all night long, that was just bombarding me. And then Rob woke up not feeling good. I had a headache, and I was just like, I went back to bed, and he left and went to work, and I was like, what in the world? So then I finally drag up and eat breakfast. This is just yesterday. <laughs> I have breakfast. I get my Bible out, and wham, I read that devotion, and I was, it was like, don't let go of your healing. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Fear over what one person said has totally tried to steal everything that I've been standing for, just like that. So I was like, I do not accept that. And I mean, as soon as I started resisting it, my spirit, that spirit, that dark spirit, that fear left me. And I was able to go back to the place that I know I needed to be. And I called Rob, and I was like, I know you're feeling better. And he was like, what? I was like, look, I've dealt with this. It's out of our house. You, it's safe to come home now, you know. But, and he, he, well, come on. Let's be real. When things are stirring, things stir, don't they? Yes. Y'all know. Don't act like... You, Mm -hmm. <laughs> Leah, put that verse up, would you? For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. And those spiritual forces is what we are talking about on Wednesday night. Because, and you say, oh, well, I know what dark is. Well, yeah, we know what a which is pointy hat is or you know we know some basic stuff but just like yesterday very easily it can slip upon you and if you're not aware it could have wiped i could have been in bed today 
I could have called the doctor first thing in the morning and said, sign me up. You know what I'm saying? So we got to be aware that the, the enemy is very good at what he does, and he's very sly. And so we must awaken because the book that we're studying is, it's called Prepare for War. And it's just what David started out talking about. We are in a war in our country, but you're in a war every single day. You step out of your house. You, and look, we didn't even leave our house. And it came in. And, and the person that spoke that, then they later said, I have so much fear on me. Well, they just left it right with us. We must be awakened to the spiritual forces that are around us because I'm telling you, I think we're more affected by them than what we realize. And, and Rob was just talking about that to me the other day of, oh, we think, oh, it's just allergies. Or it's just, I think we're more, more affected by spiritual things and we just give it a, a name or something and i'm not trying to put a demon under every bush but we i feel like that wednesday nights are a time that we can come we meet out there we sit on the couches it's very casual but it is a time for us to put tools in our hands to be able to go out and and, and to face what we need to face and it's been a great time because everybody shares and it's been a wonderful time because we glean from each other because everybody has had an experience of something that that's happened you know and um I just know that the Lord's meeting with us. I know that he said that it's time for us to be awakened. We've been through this many times. My mom has taught about demons for a, lo a lot a long time ago but um we sometimes need a little refresher course. So we're going to be talking about that again. And uh, Stella's going to come, and she's going to testify and talk about what she's... Want. Come, come up. Because you're on... It's on there, so you might as well... Yeah. This morning when we were singing our songs, I kept hearing in my spirit, we need to learn to let go of the illness so that the Lord can take it. If we hold on to it, it's not going to go. So I declare that we let go of addictions, that we let go of illnesses that have us trapped, that we let go of mental illness, that we let go of anything that afflicts us and keeps us from the Lord. And he can take it and deal with it, but you need to let it go. Right. A lot of times we keep take it as our identity and say, oh, it's my allergies or my cancer or my it's yeah it's not yours <laughs> let's stand and we're going to uh, receive the offering was there anything else that we needed to be doing well the ushers are going to come and lord we just thank you for this time that we can give back to you we just uh, bless you we just thank you as we continue on with the service uh, we just bless pastor gerald and thank you for the word that is coming Lord, your spirit is released here today, and we just welcome it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We, are, we do meet here on Fridays and pray. You can be seated. And Friday morning at 10. Yes. Well, good morning, everyone. I'm glad you're here. Aren't you glad God gave you the health and the ability to get out and about? Aren't we glad He's here? He's here. More than we know. Lord, we just bless you. Thank you for these that are here. Thank you for those that couldn't make it today. Aren't you enjoying this good weather? Amen. There was these four college boys, <clears throat> and uh, they were on break, and uh, they were supposed to come back Monday for a test. And they decided they needed another day of break. So they conjured up that they would uh, <clears throat> contact the professor and ask them if they could take the test a day late telling him that they'd had a flat tire and it was going to slow them down. 
So uh, he agreed, and he came back, and uh, the four boys separately took the test. And he gave them their test, and he said, now this first question's good for 10% of the test, and the second question is good for 90% of the test. And he thought, wow, just two questions, this is great. And then uh, he put them all four in separate rooms. This one opens up the question. Question one, how many times will five go into ten? Oh, he said, man, this is a snap. You know, two times. He opens up the second one. They said, this is good for 90% of the test. Which tire had the flat? Our sins always catch up with us, don't they? <laughs> Let's look at uh, Matthew chapter 16. I started on a journey with this scripture, and I kept having to back up to get to places in it. And let me tell you, things aren't getting worse. Things are getting better. Believe they're getting better. The scripture says the kingdom of God is increasing. We hear there's we just don't have all the statistics and percentages of things how it used to be. There the reports I've read and numbers I've looked at like that, they're getting better, but Daniel 2.44 says eventually the kingdom of God will crush all other kingdoms. And we know the government is upon the shoulders of our Lord. And His name is Wonderful Counselor, Almighty God, Eternal Father. He's the Prince of Peace. And there shall be no end to the increase of His government or of peace over the throne of David or over His kingdom to establish it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. And the zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish it. And the zeal of the Lord of hosts is the Lord God Himself. Things are going to get better. We may walk through some storms, but... Well, this scripture in Matthew 16, and it's familiar scripture. And familiar scripture, we're just apt to say, oh yeah, I remember that. Holy Spirit, have your way in this. And I can, you can add to or I can stop any time. Lord, it's your day. <clears throat> Say Caesarea Philippi. Okay. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, He was asking His disciples, who do you say that the Son of Man is? So let me ask you today, who do you say the Son of Man is. Well, for years I said He was my Savior. Then I've told you I got the revelation He wanted to be Lord of all. Okay? So He asked them that question. Well, they say, some says John the Baptist, other Elijah, maybe Jeremiah, one of the prophets. But He said to them, but who do you say I am? And Peter you know, Peter, he's always the first to jump. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Well, that's a great answer. And Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood, no person revealed that to you, but my Father who is in heaven. So that's a revelation. I also say to you that you are Peter. That means part of a rock. And upon this rock, now this rock is a, a bigger rock. That's a rock of Gibraltar. It's a big rock. What he's saying, not on you, Peter, I'm going to build my church, on this truth of the revelation you have that I am the Son of God, I'll build my church. He didn't build it on Peter. He built it on the truth that Peter received. I'll build my church and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. I had you say the word Caesarea Philippi. In the area near Caesarea Philippi is an area known as the Gates of Hades. So he was talking to them about real things. 
But he's showing them about his kingdom. Now, I will build my church. That's the ecclesia. I'm going to come back to that in a minute. And he says, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven. In other words, if it's not lawful in heaven, you can stop it on earth. And whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. How much binding and loosing did we do this week? See, he's given us the keys to the heaven or binding and loosing. That's bad. We need to stop it. Let's bind it. It's, it's not allowed in heaven. So I bind it in earth in the name of Jesus. He's given us the keys to kingdom. That should be worth an amen. That we have the keys of the kingdom of heaven. It's good news, but it's bad news. It's in our hands. <clears throat> He's saying, hmm, 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 hmm. It's great up here. Mm -hmm. When are you guys going to use the keys that I've given you? I mean, you've got, you've got the keys in your hand. We've got to use the keys. Ecclesia. Ecclesia means church. This is a local ecclesia, a group of believers. We could say I met with uh, seven other pastors, I believe, yesterday. So, I mean, the church of Skytook. How many churches in Skytook? Well, there's one, as far as God's concerned. One. So, it's an ecclesia. The church over all the earth, we're, we're one body. I'll read a scripture about that. It's an ecclesia. So, I've been talking about ecclesia, but I got enlightened a little bit more on that. Ecclesia is all, always can also mean a governing governing body. Well, that's what we've been talking about, but that's not the way I mean it. <clears throat> when uh, <clears throat> excuse me, when Rome took over Israel, they sent a group in there besides the soldiers to change the culture, and it's called. An ecclesia. A governing body to go in and change. We sang this morning about changing the atmosphere. We're called to do that. We are called to do that. Let me tell you, you're called to do that wherever you go. We, and maybe we say something, maybe we don't even have to, but we be, need to be carriers of that kingdom of God. It's bigger than church. In church, we ought to learn about the kingdom and then go be the kingdom. It's kingdom time. There's healing in the kingdom. There's revival in the kingdom. There's wherever you need, because that's where the Lord is. See, the ecclesia of God is to allow God to do what He wants to do. Lord, we just bless you. See, Jesus laid all this out in that scripture. I'll build my church. He'll build it. I promise you, I don't know how to build it. I've proven I do not know how to build it. I just need to stay on my face before him. And I really appreciate y'all praying. I appreciate the early prayers here this morning. See, God is doing everything here or He's doing everything in your life that you're believing Him to do. Because there's things that need to happen in here this morning in all of our lives that we can't make happen. You can't even call your best friend. You can't call somebody in the know and get it done. Only Father. And He sets it up that way so we'll really get to know Him. So, Ecclesia. Ecclesia is good. And we're to be a governing body in this city. That's why I keep praying for our city government. I'm trying to get another prayer meeting going with our through the police department and such as, some things like that. They've had one before. But see, these are important areas that we need to make a difference in. 
Just as you need to make a difference in the place you work's a different place because you're there. That's where you're at. The people you know. Our families are different because of the stand we take for Jesus Christ. We had a meeting with a family member the other day. And it wasn't churchy. We didn't speak Christianese. But I'm telling you, it was changing to that person. And I haven't talked to them, haven't even had a chance to ask Angie how it come out. But I know God changes things. He changes things. Well, Romans 14, 17 is an interesting scripture. <clears throat> the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Now, that's an interesting scripture. If, you, if you'll just meditate on that, you, you'll really, how do you get into the Holy Spirit? I mean, in the Holy Spirit, just kind of an unusual term, I think. The kingdom of God's not eating and drinking, it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So now you can turn to uh, 2 Corinthians. Well, you can remember that scripture. We'll keep talking about it. The third chapter of 2 Corinthians <clears throat> is talking about the new covenant. Say new covenant. We uh, took communion last Sunday and talked about Jesus said, I'm establishing a new covenant. Our Bibles contain an old covenant and a new covenant, right? An Old Testament and a New Testament. And he said, this new one's not based on the blood of bulls and goats. It's based on my blood. It's based on my body. That's why we know there's healing in the body of Christ. There's healing in the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is what redeemed us. That's why the cross of Christ is still an important thing in our lives. You can't outgrow the cross. So, in verse uh, 4, in chapter 3, For such confidence we have through Christ toward God, not that we are adequate in ourselves, and we're not, to consider anything as coming from ourselves, but our adequacy is from God, who also made us adequate as servants of a new covenant, not of the letter, <clears throat> but of the Spirit. We're going to talk about the Spirit. For the letter kills. In other words, someone trying to teach the Old Testament well, or the New Testament that's not born again, there's death in it. Because Jesus takes the veil away from us. The letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. We have to have the Holy Spirit. Now, I understand when you got born again, the Holy Spirit comes to live within you, and I'm going to talk about that, and I've got some comments by another man I want to read too but you know he came to live in my life as a boy but he didn't get all of me for a long time in fact he's still wanting I'm sure more of me and sometimes that's where revelation comes in we think we've given him everything we're supposed to give him but that's where the revelation that's where Jesus said, Peter, you've got a revelation from God. And I'm going to build my church on that theory that revelation comes from God. So, for the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Now, down toward the bottom of that chapter, <clears throat> in verse 14, it's, talked, it's been talking about Moses. And, you know, his face would so shine because he met with God that he had to veil his face. But it says their minds were hardened for until this very day at the reading of the Old Covenant. The same veil remains unlifted because it is removed in Christ. That veil is still there if they're not born again is what that means. 
But to this very day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. But whenever a person turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Say, the veil's gone. See, that veil that keeps us from knowing what God wants, we have no excuse. The veil has been taken away. Then he goes on. Now the Lord is the Spirit. Now we've read that a lot of times. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Now listen, this word's it's like the other words in the Bible. It's true. It's saying, and the Lord refers to Jesus, is the Spirit. That's what that verse says. And where Jesus is, or the Spirit of Jesus is, there is liberty. But we all, oh, we're all, nobody's got a veil on in here. We're all unveiled. Beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed in the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. <clears throat> That's saying that now when we live in, look in a mirror, we ought to see the reflection of the Lord reflecting back at us. We are reflecting the glory of of the Lord because the spirit of the Lord that is upon us and he says into the same image from glory to glory see we're being changed Angie talked about entering into a new place we ought to be continually I've looked back and said I should have known that a long time ago well I should have but it takes revelation uh, to get to those places we're being transformed into the same image of Jesus. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, is doing these things. Amen? Is the Holy Spirit with you? If not, you can get saved and you have Him. He'll be part of your life. Let me, let me show you a scripture in Ephesians. I want to clarify this. Ephesians 4.4. 4. It says there's one body. That's, that's all of us. There's one spirit. Now you can say spirit or you can say Holy Spirit. It's the same. There's just one spirit. Just as there are, as you were called in one hope of your calling, there's one Lord, there's one faith, there's one baptism. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. There's one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. So there, there's not many gods. There's just one. I was given a manuscript to read for a Christian brother. He's writing this book and he wanted me to read it. Well, we got in there and, <clears throat> and he said, uh, the three gods. And so I put a red mark by that. And he's talking about God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But the Word of God says there's just one God. There's three manifestations. There's three personalities, however you want to term that. But there's still just one God. And we debated that a little bit, but it's his book. He can put in it whatever he wants to, but I disagreed with three gods. There's just one God. But this seeing the Holy Spirit in, in who He really is and what He's doing in the earth, we're, we're still limiting Him. See, if you're saved, if you've been born again, you got saved. Has anyone in here physically seen Jesus? There's people that have. But we haven't. But we feel like, didn't we meet Jesus? We did. I'm not saying we didn't. But see, that was the ministry of the Holy Spirit. God's in Father. 
is in heaven. He's a spirit being. You don't see him. Jesus was God's son brought up close and personal. You could tell what God was like by seeing what Jesus did, particularly through the Gospels. But the Word of God said he's taking his seat at the right hand of the Father. And Jesus said, and I, I gave him those verses in uh, John 14. Uh, we can read those, John 14, 16 to 18. I'll ask the Father, he'll give you another helper, that he may be with you forever. That is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. I'll not leave you of orphans. I will come to you. But that helper means one just like. He's just like the Lord. But see, Jesus Christ, the resurrected, crucified Son of God, and he told Mary, don't cling to me because he had not yet taken his own blood into the heavenly holy of holies and presented for our redemption. Then later he came back and met with the disciples. I mean, you remember those stories. But then, after Pentecost, you know, after those 40 days, he didn't show up physically anymore. But he comes back, the crucified Christ, as the Holy Spirit. Put that scripture up in John 15, 26. See, he comes back that way. When the Helper comes, whom I, whom I will send, see, Jesus sends him to you from the Father. That is the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father. He will testify about me, and you will testify also because you've been with me from the beginning. See, he said, I'm going to send you one back. I'm going to send you one back that will bring things to your remembrance. I'm going to send you one back that will convict you. You've been convicted? I got convicted yesterday. I mean, he convicts us when we're wrong. He convicts us that we were lost and we ask God to forgive us and ask Jesus to come into our life. How does Jesus come into our life? He comes into our life. He is the Holy Spirit. And when you get saved, He comes to dwell within you. The Spirit of Christ lives within you through the Holy Spirit of God. Lord, You're such a good God. The Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. I'm telling you, that Holy Spirit's living within you now. He's liable to get out and do something. He's, he's wanting to move on us to be who He's called us to be. He's wanting to set us free from the cares and anxieties and pressures we're facing today, whatever those are. That's why I love Psalms 138.8. You, Lord, will accomplish what concerns me. I mean, that verse is true in our lives. He will accomplish those things that concern me. Let me read you some notes from, I believe it's E.B. Meyer. His last name's Meyer. Christ is the Spirit in conversion. He communicates Himself in Holy Spirit. And the Spirit is His Spirit. The living influence and indwelling of Christ. The living life in the church. In other words, we have Him within us and yet we have His presence over us. The living life in the church. And that Spirit, which is His Spirit, ought to be the life of the church. But as of such, the Holy Spirit, in whom the Lord reveals Himself as He's present, He's uh, saving, He's active. See, the Holy Spirit, He says, I'll send you one that will guide you. Jesus said, you know, if He was here, every one of us would no, you're going home with me for lunch today. Listen, the Holy Spirit can go home with each of us. He'll guide you. Ask Him what's going on. Ask Him what's next. I said He'll convict you, but He'll also comfort you. See, He's just like Jesus. 
He is the Spirit of Jesus. And He's wanting... Oh, He'll change the atmosphere. He'll empower the ecclesia to be what the ecclesia is supposed to be rather than just, hmm, we sing our three songs and a hymn and took the offering and we're good till next week. No, listen, I'll need him just as much this afternoon or tonight or in the morning as I need him today. That's what we live. That's what my mentor would say. You ought to live in such a place if God doesn't come through, you're sunk. It's his move. He leads us. He's got, he hadn't forgot about your husband that needs to get saved. Keep praying for her husband. Keep praying for him. God limits himself to what we will. Oh, let's see. Loose and bind, maybe. We can bind those powers of darkness that's got a man bound. We can loose the kingdom of God to come. I loose the kingdom of God in here in a fresh new way. That we'll understand the kingdom of God in the empowering that the Holy Spirit wants to do us. Eddie will jump up and run around here in a minute. The fellowship of Christ into which we enter through conversion is the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Christ is the Spirit. In His people, Christ is the Spirit. We had a guy here one time, and he said it this way. I thought it was a duet, God and Jesus, and I found out it, it's, it's triple. You know, it's a trio. It's not just a duet. The glorified Christ, that's the John 15, 26 Scripture, is the sender of, of the Holy Spirit of God. The ecclesia, you and I, we, we must be dependent upon the Holy Spirit of God. We can't do it. But he'll, he'll work through us. He'll put His ideas, His thought in, into you. In the horse business, I've had that happen many times. Years ago, we had a, a mare that was a what we'd call a great use horse had a lot of record being shown and they'd send her down here for me to sell and we were looking for one for Angie and we had in fact we had two that we were looking at and these people came down and that mare had a little bit she'd been a little tender on one of her front feet and they were asking me about that and this had never entered my mind and they said, well, you know, we need to take her home or what? I said, no, I'm going to take her out to Bud Beeson's this week and he'll fix her. I mean, that just come out of my mouth. Yes, I hadn't been planning on that. But he, you know, he looked at her and he said, well, she's got too much pressure on the sole of her foot, not on the wall, and he fixed that and she is fine. I've had a, the Lord remind me of a horse's name. Because that was the business I was in and I needed it. We needed one for Angie. In fact, that ended up being her best horse. But he knows more about your business than you do. He does. That's true. That's true. I've looked at one one time and said, wonder why that horse is sick? And he just reminded me and I said, okay, I repent. I'm getting on the other side of this issue. I'm joining you. God's looking for those people who want to please him. He said that about Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar, who was really an evil king, but it's in Jeremiah 27. He said, I've given him control of everything right now. He said, I'll give it to the one that pleases me. He's still looking for people to, to give things to. And, and we think it's hard to get things from God. There's not a parent in here that doesn't want to take care of their kids. We knew, we hoped we knew what to give them and what not to. The kingdom 
of the Lord. The Spirit rules. The Spirit is the essence of Christianity. It's the Spirit of the Lord. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Matthew 6, 33 says what? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and I'll take care of everything. Second uh, Corinthians 4, 20 said the kingdom of God is not in words, but it's in power. That's a kingdom of God that changes things. That's the Holy Spirit working through you and I to accomplish what God wants to do in the earth. That the ecclesia of God, the kingdom of God, reigns. But you know, there's a lot of people who don't have the philosophy of my barn cat. I've, I've got a mama cat down there, and she's got, there's many generations before her that have been down there. Let me say it that way. Her dear mother went to be with wherever cats go last year, Deanne. And uh, we called her Hisser. Now, she'd never been touched. And when you put out food for her, she'd even still at you. And this is one of hers. And she's probably maybe a couple of years old. And but if I walk down, if I go down there and she's hungry, I promise you, she says, meow, 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 meow. And you can just walk by her and you can go on. I mean, you don't touch her. But she just, she'll keep doing it. She'll keep doing it. And so I'll go put her out a little feed. And uh, she'll come up about, you know, far as here's the front row to me. But you know what? She doesn't want to fellowship with me one drop. <laughs> She's just got the gimmies. And we need to change some of our praying. Because it's, it's, and it's okay to ask God for things. It's, but if, if that's the context, if we're like mama cat, you just feed me and leave me alone. That mentality is anti-Christ. And it's, our prayers don't get answered on that, on that basis. He wants to get up close and personal. He wants to get in your stuff. You don't just invite him into one room. You just stay in the living room. He said, I want to look and see what's in that closet. <laughs> see, it still took the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. We still need the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. The cross is not the cross of man, but it's the cross of God. That's why Paul said, I preach Jesus Christ and Him crucified. The cross is God exhibiting His nature. The heart of salvation is the cross of Christ. The cross was a place where God and sinful man merged with a tremendous collision and where the way to life was open. Those are quotes from uh, past Tuesday's Oswald Chambers. Just about the cross. The power of the cross. We don't outgrow the cross we don't outgrow going back and say lord you're right i'm wrong i've sinned forgive me and you know what then you don't have to dwell and live with that sin taking life out of you you can know you're forgiven jackson went to see sean hayes who's in prison i said you t you tell him you take the guilt and shame off of him i I'm, i know he would have repented by now but see, our guilt and shame stops us from being who God's called us to be. But we're to be this called out one. That's another term for ecclesia. But the ecclesia has got to be dependent upon the power of God. And, and we're to be a group that changes the atmosphere. Uh, but, you know, we've got to let Him change our atmosphere. You know, I had, years ago, we had a radio playing at the barn 
the music that played on it. I liked it. But I decided I'm going to have to go run around on my wife and drink beer or one, quit listening to this radio. <laughs> I mean, I, we changed the atmosphere. We had a big horse event out there, and it was lots of people out there. And one of the most prominent guys in this area was there and was, you know, showing his horse. Here come one of my friends carrying in these alcoholic drinks. And I said to him, hey, we can't have that. And he said, well, so-and-so asked me to bring it in. So I went to that man and told him, you're welcome, but that's not. He said, that's fine. But see, we have to stand up sometimes to change the atmosphere. Now don't shout me down over this. Come on. Let's change the atmosphere. It takes the whole... Why? You think a Holy Spirit's going to come live in you and not make you holy? These guys, we, this is a true story. They were chasing this loose horse and they couldn't get it caught and it was in a big pasture. And this one guy said, if those, that horse knew who was chasing it, they'd give up. <laughs> you think you've... See, when we come to Christ, I thought it was just to get saved. I didn't know I was giving him my life and he was to be the boss. I didn't know that. But he's got, I want everything he's got for me. He said, and I want you to walk with me. Let me call the shots. He's just the Lord. You know, uh, the last verse in the book of Corinthians, if I've got that where I could read it, I don't, but I can get there, says that we have the love of God, we have fellowship with Jesus. It says the grace of the Lord Jesus and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. The grace of the Lord Jesus, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. That's why, see the scripture in, in um, Ephesians 5, 18 is what, what, what changed my life. And the Apostle Paul was preaching to a church that he had founded. Or well, he was writing to a church that he would pastored for three years. A Gentile church. And yet he wrote in that letter, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So you can have the Holy Spirit but not be filled or be full of the Holy Spirit, whatever terminology you need. But see, that's what Jesus wants. See, we're to reckon that old nature dead and, and we're to be, we, it says we're a new creation when we come to Christ. And we'll not fulfill that without allowing Holy Spirit to have His way in and through our lives. We're to be the ecclesy of God empowered by the Holy Spirit. We're not going to have a meeting and say, let's see what idea we can conjure up to make Jesus famous. No, He wants to speak to us about what He wants to do. We know He wants us to be involved in the government of Skytook. We know that we're to decree the powers of God over this region. I decree them over you and over your family. That His kingdom is being enlarged. When, when I pray that, Father, Your kingdom come, Your will be done on the earth just as it is in heaven. So be it in our lives. So be it in this region. So be it in all the earth. We decree that. It says the righteous are bold as a lion. And I haven't always been bold. We need to see the Holy Spirit. He may embarrass you. He may make you stand up and say something you wasn't planning on saying. But we don't want to deny our Lord. Let's just stand up and bless the Lord. I challenge you today, is, are you allowing the Holy Spirit to be who He wants to be in your life? If you're born again, His Spirit lives within you. But He wants to rule and reign. And I challenge you today, some of you may want to just come pray for the church. If you've got a prayer need, you come. Someone will pray with you. 
But let's allow the Holy Spirit. Maybe come get filled with His presence. More of the Holy Spirit in your life. That we can be the ecclesia. The gates of Hades will not prevail against the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's what the kingdom of God is. It's not eating and drinking. Lord, we bless you. We bless you, Lord. We acknowledge you as our God, our Lord. Lord, we thank you. I decree the kingdom of God is now. It's being enlarged in Ascension Church. It's being enlarged in everyone's life that's here. Holy Spirit, have your way in us. We're your people. We're called by your name. Lord, I stand against the powers of darkness over this region. We bless you, Lord. We need to keep praying over our city. There's more dispensaries coming into town. That's what's going in out west of town, the new store. Lord, we decree your lordship over us. I'm going to agree with you for what God wants to do in your life. I appreciate your prayers. I appreciate you praying for Dixie and I. Pray for her back. Pray for her health. Lord, your kingdom. Your kingdom, Lord. We bless you. We honor you. Sing that song with us. Let's be the church that he's called us to be this morning. Amen. His name's Jesus. Jesus. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. The Spirit of God is moving through the earth. Maybe you got some walls that need to fall down. Maybe you're in a battle and you need someone to pray with you about. You're either in a battle or you've been in one. Walls fall down in Josh's life. Walls fall down. Lord, he's a man for whom Jesus died. By faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. You can't agree with everything that you see. You want to walk in what you believe God wants to do. Well, now, what did God say to you? Not all at once. Tony? Well, uh, what immediately occurred to me uh, when you, uh, you you said the dispensary, mm-hmm. and uh, so it occurred to me that maybe one thing uh, would be an activity for Wednesday night or before Wednesday night, or maybe it's my job to do it, uh, and you were talking about the government. 
really I realized uh, from being a teacher years ago that that students what we do is that we draw, draw diagrams for them so really what we ought to have is, a, is something for this church or for all of us is a diagram all the way from the White House to Skytook, Oklahoma that says who's in charge of whatever it is that's important to this city and everybody in this congregation ought to know who those people are what their authority is and how they exercise the authority and then i think we can most effectively pray and use our personal uh energy to you know there's a there's a saying in in a lot of organizations that says you're there's six degrees of separation you're only six people away from anybody in the world you know somebody that knows somebody that knows that person we can use that principle with understanding the government and all of the, you know, we ought to identify everything that stinks in this community and everybody in this church ought to know how, who's responsible and how to fix that. Thank you. We'll have a list Wednesday night. What else? We have not because we Amen. Um, everybody knows all these dispensaries going on around here, and people are going there to get a fix. Well, we're the dispensaries for God's kingdom. We're supposed to be dispensing the Holy Spirit, dispensing the presence of God, dispensing the kingdom of God and God's glory. Yeah, all the things of God. So we're really the dispensaries. Amen. Amen. What else? God show you something you need to turn loose of or something you need to start? Come on. Um, during praise and worship, God was really just speaking into my spirit. And <laughs> we all want an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, just a, a more of an outpouring, just to see God and just to be in his presence. And I pray for that a lot. And, um, I always, you know, hear Gerald saying, um, there's only one person that can stop God and that's ourselves. And, um, <laughs> that, um, he's just as big as he was yesterday than he is today. So that, his presence is here and we don't even have to, it's just us stopping it we have to open our hearts to him and give him ourselves and just by praise praise and worshiping him and just get entering into his presence he's not he's waiting on us and your sermon just really confirmed all of that and revealed all that to me amen one, one more thing the, the the message that uh, Angie's been bringing forth on Wednesday, started this Wednesday, was talking about the kingdom of darkness, and it's how prevalent it is. And <clears throat> a prophet one time told me, he said, John, the Lord's not going to deliver you of something that you've made a friend of. That that has to become an enemy. you got to not want that. So when you say, God, deliver me, deliver me, and you're holding on to it, hanging on to it, he can't deliver You know, you said, Lord... Jesus said, the enemy cometh, but he has nothing in me. And that needs to be our declaration. So these things that we, we got to make these things that are, that, that are attract to us and attached to us that are from the devil, our enemy, not our friend. Amen. Amen. Uh, with Amanda, what she said there about the presence of the Lord, there's a scripture that always comes to me, Psalm 16, 8, said, his presence is always with me. And basically says, I will continue to stand or I won't, won't fall. Amen. Are we finished? Well, I, sorry, that always squeals. Debbie, I just felt like that the Lord said he is your defender. And um, forget about it. I just wanted to say real quick, um, the it's important to vote and i didn't vote this week we had a vote an election on tuesday and i let i i'm always saying i have my business it doesn't have me well it had me on tuesday and i should have been voting 
and the Lord's really rebuked me for it. And when I realized that Tuesday evening that I hadn't voted, I said, oh, man, Angie said, what? And I said, I can't complain about anything going on around here because I didn't vote. And it really is serious because I, I, I was looking and, uh, you know, we think our vote doesn't count, but I saw a man that lost yeah. to just a few votes. And I mean, that few of us might have been, we might have made the difference, me and maybe a couple other people. So. Yeah. Lord, we thank you. We're your people.